name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is risen. I love we say that for 40 days. I love that we anticipate saying it all during Holy Week, too. It's a beautiful thing. You know, I was talking to a beautiful friend of mine uh, years ago, and he was jealous of the whole idea. He's a beautiful Protestant pastor that, that we say this crisis isn't for 40 days. He said, you know, because that feast can just pass by Easter Sunday, and then that's it. For us, it's like Christ is risen. He's indeed is risen all the time. It's just so rich and deep in us. I thank God for that. Beautiful thing. So today we come to the Sunday of the Paralytic, uh, the third Sunday after uh, Pascha. And uh, we hear this incredible account of a man who was paralyzed for 38 years. And next to the pool of Bethesda, hoping that when the water was troubled, he could go in or somebody could help him in. So there's a incredible uh, many lessons in this. And I read a few commentaries, one by St. John Chrysostom, uh, who, so I, there's three points I want to make. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm very excited today. <laughs> I want to tell you something. So, um, one of his comments on this was very interesting because he said, when we look at this carefully, we see the virtue of the paralytic. The virtue. He persevered for how many years? 38 years. Waiting for the water to be troubled. 38 years persevering builds hope, builds character. Character builds hope, and that hope turns into a love of God. So we have this beautiful sense of this persevering man who just kind of hung in there. He didn't show any anger. He wasn't, in, the, in a sense, uh, incredibly despairing. So what, what happens to us? What can happen to us in circumstances where we have to, have to persevere over time. What can happen to us? We can be disgruntled, we can get angry, we can get upset, we can, we can go in a whole different direction. Or we can build humility. We can build perseverance. We can build patience. You know, I think sometimes we, we get into a circumstance and we want that circumstance so quickly to be gone, to be healed, to be done with. And God says if you can stay in this for a while, there's all kinds of virtue that's going to grow up underneath it. All kinds of virtue, patience, humility, perseverance, all these great virtues that are critical to us as, as Christian people. And so we need, to, we need to be able to kind of step into our struggle and allow the virtues that are there to, to be manifested. So this is such a critical thing for us to understand. And, and I'm just like you. I want out quickly. If I've got a problem, if I'm not feeling well, 
or if there's an issue in my life, I want it to be done with. But we see a great example of 38 years of perseverance here and how we can struggle even in that period of time to allow the virtues to grow up in us. So I encourage you to fight for that. When you're in a difficult circumstance, struggle for the virtues that are there to achieve, that God can give to you. God wants to build that in you. And we don't get those things just because we want them. We get them because we went through something that helped those things, those virtues grow in us. So, imitate the virtues of the paralytic. And then uh, another comment, uh, this question always fascinates me. 38 years he's been there. And the Lord asks him this question, do you want to be healed? Like, I remember Father Hopko said, no, I'm just here for a suntan. <laughs> it was like, do, what do, you, what do, do I want to be healed? He said that's a very serious question because his life was going to dramatically change. The things that he, he didn't, he, people fed him, right? He was there, he was alive, he was able to just live a very comfortable life. And if he was healed, he was going to have to stand up and get responsible and, and become a holy person. Because the Lord said, don't go sin, so nothing worse will befall you. So when we, this question is to you today. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to draw nearer to God? Because if you do, your life will change. Because when you draw near to God, you begin to sense His presence and your soul finds some joy, but you also begin to see the things that need to be corrected. I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you know, it's, it's very difficult, Father, because uh, as I'm getting older, I'm seeing all the things that need to be corrected. Well, because we're in a place where we can correct them. So that's a huge issue to us, I think. Do you want to be healed? Because in, in this, God is asking us to commit our whole life to him. Let us commend ourselves and each other and our whole life unto Christ our God. Everything. You give him everything every little appetite, every little passion, every little struggle, every little everything, you give him that. And what do you get back? Everything. So I was saying, what do you get back? What's, what's, the, what's the payoff here? So if you go through the Beatitudes, if we give our life to God, we inherit the kingdom of heaven. We give our life to God, we are comforted in our sorrow. We give our life to God, we inherit the earth. You know, God calls us kings and queens. We inherit the earth. If 
we give our life to God, we are filled to the brim. My cup runs over. If we are give our life to God, we obtain mercy. If we give our life to God, we see him. If we give our life to God, we are called sons and daughters of the Most High. Pretty good deal? Pretty good deal? You give him everything and you inherit heaven and earth and all that array thereof. So commit yourself. Say, I want to step forward for it. I want to step farther in, Lord. I want to come farther in. I do want to be healed. I want to be healed of these passions. I want to be healed of the struggles. I want to be healed of my appetites. I want to be healed of these things. And that stuff doesn't happen overnight. We know that. <laughs> the sooner we em embrace the struggle, it be it, it's difficult. It's not easy. But what is there for us to get? God wants to bless us with all these things. All he's saying is just give me everything. Put it all on the table. Jump in with both feet. So in the last thing here, this is a really, uh, this line always affects me, but when I read this every year, different things pop out. This one popped out at me this year. He says, uh, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is cold. I have no one. I have no one. St. John Chrysostom, what a pitiable statement. I have no one. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. Because we can all live a life where we kind of reject people that don't agree with us, that we don't like. We keep pushing things away, right? Push them away, push them away. When that's the way of the world, that's the sin of the world, hatred and division. The joy of the kingdom is forgiveness that brings us unity, love, and peace. That's our target that place, to be at peace with all people as, 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 as much as possible with us. That's our goal. You know, it was really, uh, I need to share things a little bit about Kevin every once in a while just for my own sake, so hold on. So when um, Kevin was diagnosed, Doctor told him, he said, he told, asked Kevin and Angel, because they're both together, he said, this whole thing is beautiful, that, that was beautiful. He said, do you have a, a good support system? And he said, yes, we do. And he said, because you're going to need it. I'll say that to you. Do you have a good support system? Because at some point in your life, you're going to need it. Don't separate, unite. That statement is so sad. I had no one to put me into the water. You know, you know people in life that just keep slicing away. 
boom, 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 boom. And then when the time comes to be put in the water to be helped, there's nobody there. I have no one to put me in the water. We need to fight as Christian people to be forgiving, to be patient with ourselves, to be patient with other people, to pray for them, to, to push resentments away, to push anger away. The Christian people have a unique, I believe, responsibility on this planet to pray for peace, to pray for unity. That's why we pray for our president and all civil authorities. That's not just because we do it. It's because that's our duty to bring unity, peace, and joy and, you, and together so we live this life together. So we don't hear that statement. I have no one to put me in the water. So fight like you fight for your life with other people. Unite yourselves. Build your family. Build your friends. Be a part of your church community. This is critical for us. Not only for you, but to be an example to other people. We need this. You need this. The world needs this. This, this effort to be unified. To be at peace with each other as best as possible. So, I told you I had a few things to say. But um, imitate the virtues of the paralytic. Persevere. We all have stuff and we all have to walk through it. Persevere. Allow that virtue to grow in you. Allow patience to grow in you. Allow hope to grow in you. Help it build your Christian character. And answer yes when the Lord says, do you want to be healed? Yes. I give my life. Give it to him today. Allow that inheritance that he promises to us become yours. And build that sense of unity with your family, with your friends, with your church community, and with our community as a whole. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.